Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. So school is going to be happening. For some, it's already started. For us, we don't start till, I believe it's August 28th or 29th, somewhere around there. Um, but it's coming and we are ready. I will just say we are ready. I am not wishing the summer to go any faster, but my kids I think are even ready. They're ready to go back and see their friends and have more structure to their day. Um, I don't know if anybody had to fill out forms. It's just, I have to literally write this all out on a piece of paper so I don't forget. Who needs a sports physical? Who needs a regular physical? Who needs dental papers? Just because there's so many kids in my house, I have to get it all organized. And guys, I was on it this year. I scheduled all the appointments on time. I took everyone where they needed to be, got all the papers filled out. I did so good, right? So I took Jake and Ben a few weeks ago, Charlie and Pella a few weeks ago. Parker was my last one, and he needed a school physical and a sports physical. And you know those moments when you think you've got your act together and you are so proud of yourself and you find out that, um, yeah, you messed up. That was my experience with Parker. I went right from the doctor to the school to hand in the forms. So proud of myself. I go home, I scan in his sports physical onto the platform. So everything is, is complete. And the next morning I get a phone call from the school. Yeah, we cannot accept this sports physical because we need you to use the correct form. And I'm thinking to myself, hold up. Like, I know I filled out the right forms because I triple checked myself. But as it turns out, I handed the sports physical in to the school to go to the school nurse And I kept the school physical at home to try to scan into the sports uh, platform. And so I screwed it up. And so now my day tomorrow is going to be going back to the high school, hoping that the school nurse is there, that she can go through all her gazillion papers, try to find Parker's sports physical, give it to me. I'll give her the school physical instead. And I was so close. I was so close to getting it all right. And I screwed it up. So just saying to all of you out there who might be screwing it up too, or or maybe you got it right. Good job. And for those that didn't, I'm here for you. I, I messed up too. And, and dang it, I'm just so frustrated with myself because I really thought I had it this year. But life humbles me, right? <laughs> so... For those of you with kids going back to school, like I said, you may be excited. You may be a little sad that the summer's over. Um, I know we got to do a lot of things. We talked about my vacation and we had such a fantastic time uh, out in Yellowstone. Uh, It was just, we were in the car a ton, but so many great memories that I'm really thankful for. 
For some of you, maybe you don't have kids going back to school, but you're just in a rut when it comes to school lunches. That's what we're talking about today. Um, did I just say you're in a rut with school lunches? You're in a rut with just regular lunch. Sorry, I just realized I messed that up. You're in a rut with lunch. You don't know what to make anymore. You're sick of the same old, same old. Um, maybe you're you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to figure out what are some lighter lunches that you can pack. Maybe you have specific medical conditions where you have to be careful, you know, maybe how many carbohydrates you're eating or how much protein or saturated fat or sodium. And so there's a lot to take into consideration for that midday meal. And I want it to be an opportunity for you to feel yourself well, so you can feel good the second half of your day. So I know we've done a couple episodes before about what to pack for a healthy lunch, but I figure, you know what, it's that time of year where we all could use a refresher and maybe even come up with a few new ideas to try. All right. So main thing I want you to think when you're thinking of how to pack a healthy lunch is we need more than one item for it to qualify as a lunch. All right. A lot of times we just try to pack one thing and call it a day. And, and that ends up being sad. It ends up being sad. It's not exciting. We're not looking forward to eating it. And then we get distracted by all the really um, higher calorie options that can be available to us, whether they're sold at work or, hey, let's just go out because that feels better than my sad turkey sandwich. So we need to pack multiple items. The only exception that I can think of, and I'm sure there's more, but you know, if you think about chili, right? Chili has a lot of those good components that we're looking for in a meal. So there are some exceptions where we can get all our nutrient needs met in one cohesive dish, but something like chili has lots of components to it. So it's technically not just one single food. Specifically, what I want to recommend is when you're looking for lunch, we need to have some fiber to fill us up and to help our guts and to keep our um, cholesterol in check and to keep our blood sugar stable. We always need fiber. You know how much I love talking about poop and I will continue talking about poop forever because I love talking about it so much. And fiber is a big contributing factor to our gut health and keeping us regular. So we do not want to miss out on an opportunity to get fiber at our midday meal. We're going to seek it out because of how many great benefits it gives us. So we need some fiber in our lunch. We also need some protein, right? We need protein because Protein fills us up, uh, especially if we're active. It helps rebuild muscles. It's a major component to all the hormones. We need more protein in our day. And so whether that protein comes from animal sources or plant sources, I just want to make sure that we do have adequate protein. Protein is also one of those things, like I said, that helps you feel full. And so when you're looking for a lunch that's going to sustain you throughout the afternoon, we want to make sure that there are nutrients in there that provide fullness. All right. So, so far we've got protein, we've got fiber. We need to have both of those components in our lunch. We also want some healthy fats, right? Reason we want healthy fats again for fullness right? How many times have you been stuck eating a lunch and then by two o'clock you're starving or three o'clock you're starving? And 
because you don't have anything else packed, you might start hitting up the break room. You might start hitting up the vending machine. You might walk through the doors when you get home and just start, you know, eating a bag of chips or tortilla chips or, or whatever snack it is that, you know, you can get your hands on as soon as you walk through the door. We need to have some of these good healthy fats to also provide fullness. And a lot of times fats can follow protein around. So we don't necessarily need to seek out another food item to provide fat. Uh, a lot of times that can be included with our protein, but we do want to make sure that there's something there um, so that we can feel full and satisfied. Fat also is really helpful for mouthfeel and for flavor. And so when you try to take all the fat out of your diet, your meals start to taste sad. There's no flavor. There's no um, emotional experience to your food. It's just... Like I said, it's just sad. So fat can help create a more pleasurable experience so that you're able to move on. And then finally, we always want to make sure that we are including some type of produce. Now, I'm a big fan of always having a vegetable at lunch. Um, but if you want to go big, let's go for vegetable and fruit, right? We can do this. For women, ideally, we want seven servings of fruits and vegetables a day. For men, the recommendation is nine. For our kiddos, the recommendation is five servings of produce a day. So here's the deal, right? If we are not getting vegetables at lunch, and let's be honest, most of us are not getting vegetables at breakfast, then that means dinner is the only time of day that we are eating vegetables. And that is a lot of pressure on dinner to be the redeeming meal of the day, right? I know in my house, sometimes we have really great intentions of having a vegetable and sometimes it just doesn't happen. Uh, the other day, I came home and Jim had gotten pizza for everybody for dinner and I was like, is this it? And he's like, oh yeah, I made some fries. I'm like, okay, that's great. Where's the vegetable? Right? Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't have any. So it happens. I'm not blaming Jim, right? He did the best he could, but we need a vegetable at every meal just to get our nutrient needs met. And if dinner is rushed or you end up just grabbing a pizza because you didn't have time to make something or prepare something, then that means you're going an entire day without any vegetables. Like I said, if you're not getting it at breakfast, you're not packing it at lunch, and you skip it at dinner, you are missing out. And now you've gone a whole entire day without a vegetable. Now, worse things have happened. If that is an outlier, if that is rare, then it's not a big deal. But if that is more of the, the rule, it's not the exception, it's more common than not, then yeah, we want to make sure that we can make lunch be a contributing meal to our nutrition, just like dinner. Okay, so I'm a big fan of throwing in some type of vegetable at lunch. Um, I'm also a big fan of throwing in some type of fruit. Again, because most people aren't eating enough produce, they're not meeting the recommendations. And so why not check off some boxes at that midday meal? 
you're going to find you feel more satisfied uh, because you have more options. Um, you can mix it up with the variety, which is we're going to talk about more in a second. I definitely recommend so you don't get bored. Um, but you're getting your nutrient needs met, which makes you feel so much better. And it's also going to impact your hunger later on in the evening. So when we have these four major components, we have some fiber, we have some protein, we have some fat, and we have produce, it actually is this amazing, I'm going to steal a phrase from a, a dietitian I saw on Instagram. She calls it, it's a hunger crushing combo. When we can put those four things together, it's a hunger crushing combo. It helps us feel full, we feel satisfied, and we're able to move on with our day right? We have the energy we need, the nutrients we need to feel our best, um, you know, especially for our kiddos so they can grow and develop uh, as they're sitting there learning and filling their brains with all this good information from school. But even as an adult, right, to get through the second half of our day, to get through the afternoon, uh, if when we can have this combination of nutrients available to us, we just feel better, which, you know, improves our mood and our creativity and our productivity. And who doesn't want that, right? So we want to make sure that we have all four components. And that's why I said something like um, trying to pick just one food item to meet all those needs can be challenging. So that's why I said, you know, chili could be one of those combo foods that has all the nutrients with it, especially if you're picking a, um, a chili with some protein in it, not just the beans, but adding even more protein with like lean ground turkey or lean ground beef. You've got the fiber in the beans. You've got the protein in the beans and the meat. Um, you can even get some of that good healthy fat by adding avocado on top, which always tastes good, and then filling that chili up with tons of produce. So throwing in lots of vegetables and maybe even putting a piece of fruit on the side for afterwards. Um, I'm not a big spicy person, so having something sweet after uh, a chili, especially if there's some heat behind it, can taste really, really good. So we want to have some volume to our lunch. We want it to have substance. And again, one of the big reasons why we want that is because it fills us up for the second part of our day. I think so many of my clients are scared to eat a bigger lunch because they're trying to save calories for later in the evening. It's like, I, I already know that I'm going to overeat at dinner and having and I'll have a big snack after dinner. So that means I have to eat really small at breakfast and lunch in order to save all my calories for dinner and that snack. And I get it. I get it. I used to do it myself, honestly, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work the way we want it to. We always end up overeating more when we try to eat small throughout the day. We just end up overdoing it at night. And you have to remember too, you know, your, your motivation and your time are things we have in limited supply. You know, as the day goes on, people tap into our motivation because they just, you know, conversations, they wear on us and we tend not to care as much in the evening. Same thing with energy, right? As 
the day starts, we're full of energy, we're full of motivation, I'm going to do this today, I'm going to make all these great decisions. And by the end of the night, we're just like, you know what, screw it, I'll do it tomorrow. Right? And then we're just like, I'll just eat whatever, I'll deal with it tomorrow, I'll start again tomorrow, right? Those, those famous words. And so I find that when people eat their larger meals earlier in the day and have a more substantial lunch, they actually don't feel the need to overeat at night. You can't undereat during the day and undereat at night. It, it, it doesn't work. Undereating during the, during the day always leads to overeating at night. And so to, to change that cycle, we need to add more calories, more nutrients, more value earlier in the day. Right? You think of people over in Europe, right? I had a lady one time from Spain and she had gained some weight. And so she came to me for weight loss and she's like, I'm just, I don't know what to do because in my country we have our biggest meal at lunch, but in your country you have your biggest meal at dinner. And so now I'm eating large meals at lunch and dinner and now I'm gaining weight. I don't feel good. I'm not happy with this. And I was like, oh no, 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 don't, don't follow us Americans. Like you've got it right. We do want to eat more of our calories during the day and think about it. That's because we're more active, right? You are most likely more active, whether it be physically or mentally, um, earlier in the day when you are at work, when you're engaged with other people, than you are later in the day. But yet so many of us chronically underfuel ourselves when we need the energy the most. And then at nighttime when we're more sedentary, that's when we dump in all the calories. So we want to eat more in alignment with our activity. When you are the most active, that is when you want to have bigger meals because you are providing yourself fuel for all of that activity. We don't want to wait till we get to the end of the night where we're just sitting on the couch, scrolling through our phone or watching a show and then dump in all the calories. You don't have enough time to, to work some of them off. And so a lot of them are going to go into storage because it's just too much for your body to handle at once. When you're eating more foods earlier in the day and you still are moving around, you have to walk to your car, you have to, um, you know, go, I don't know, play with your kids, whatever it may be, go to the gym. You have an opportunity to utilize some of those calories that you ate at lunch. But if you're eating the majority of your calories at night and then going to bed an hour or two later, and it's overeating, they're going to go to storage. They just will, right? So if you're looking for specifically for more weight management, ideally, I want you to be eating your calories earlier in the day. I remember my mom, I don't know where, she never went to Weight Watchers, but she used to follow a lot of things. And she's like, you should eat breakfast as a king and lunch as a prince and dinner as a pauper. And we do the exact opposite. Right? And so maybe the first step is maybe I can increase lunch a little bit so that it is more satisfying physically and emotionally. All right. Now, of course, there is a caveat with that. Um, so you can't just dump all the food into your system at lunch because that's not going to feel good either. Right. So I want you to pay attention to your energy levels in the afternoon. If you're finding that like two o'clock you need a nap, then maybe we need to analyze what was in your lunch. Did you have, you know, 
too much added sugar? Did you have too many processed carbohydrates that would have created a larger insulin response, which caused you to crash? So yes, we want to have a more substantial meal midday, but we also got to make sure we're having all the components so that we're not just spiking our blood sugar and crashing an hour later. So we want more options, but we got to also pay attention to our energy levels in the afternoon to make sure that it's the appropriate volume. And that's going to be different for every person. I don't like blanket recommendations where everybody should eat this. Well, no, that's not true depending on you know, your activity, your frame, your age, your sex, your height, your weight, like there's a lot of things that go into what is satisfying for each person. So we can't make an all or nothing rule. All right. So here's the thing. When I tell people to eat more at lunch, they get scared. And we already talked about why. But I'm just going to recommend just try it. Like challenge me on it. The worst that can happen is you ate more at lunch and you also noticed that you were hungry after dinner. Just see if that's true for you or see if you increase the volume at lunch because you add, you're adding in all these components if it changes your hunger or your cravings at night. Try me right? Test it. Just see if it's true for you. Get really curious. Don't judge it. Well, I know this isn't going to work because I'm just going to want to eat. Well, if you go into it with that attitude, yeah, you're going to want to eat. You're already like testing it to prove it'll fail. But if you're actually in a place where you're like, huh, I don't know. I've never done this before. I want to try it. Let me see what happens. Let me see if I actually do continue to eat more at night when I eat larger at lunch. Or does it actually do the opposite? I find I'm not as hungry. That's interesting. So just do a little experiment on yourself and see if it's true for you. If it's not, you can go right back to what you did the the day before. You lose one day out of all your days. I think we can do that. All right. So let's talk about what that looks like, right? What should you be packing? So again, we talked about fiber, protein, fat, and produce. So that can be one of my favorite, favorite um, things to eat for lunch is leftovers. It's already prepped. It's already cooked. Uh, One of my tips for eating leftovers is when you are dishing out your plates for dinner at night, actually get another to-go container and put your lunch in it right away. Sometimes where I go wrong is I don't put it in there and I figure, oh, I'll just get it in there at the end. When I'm cleaning up, I'll pack my lunch. And then, you know, after I've eaten dinner, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just have seconds because it was so good. And then I eat more and then I don't have a leftover for lunch the next day. And then I get angry with myself because it was right there. And and I chose to eat more at dinner instead of saving it for lunch. So when I pack it right away, meaning I dish out our food and then I pack the leftover um, immediately, I'm guaranteed to have lunch the next day. I won't go into the packed box and, and go through it and eat seconds out of that. So that may be a helpful tip for you. Um, another thing is variety is the spice of life, right? So... If you are sick of the same old sandwich, 
let's mix things up. Can we use different breads? Can we use things like wraps or pitas? Can we wrap our sandwich in something completely different? Can we use lettuce wraps? Can we use portobello caps? Um, can we use multigrain crackers? Can we use bagel thins? You know, can we change up the condiments instead of mayonnaise or mustard? Can we try hummus or avocado? Can we change up what we're putting inside the sandwich? Can we, you know, instead of just doing a lunch meat sandwich, maybe we can do a bean salad sandwich. Maybe we can put that in a pita wrap. Maybe we can um, do a fun quesadilla, right? And we can put... Uh, peanut butter and bananas and granola into a quesadilla and do something completely different. Um, Same thing with our fruits and vegetables. You know, don't always pack carrots, right? Can we pack grape tomatoes, cucumbers, bell peppers, cauliflower, snap peas, right? Different foods give us different nutrients. So if we're always eating the same food over and over and over again, Yes, we're getting some nutrients, but we're not getting the rest of them. And so by mixing up the what that you put into your lunch, you're guaranteed to have a more balanced um, nutrient intake. All right. When it comes to fruits, again, not just strawberries, but can we do blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, pineapple, peaches, plums, nectarines? Right? I know some of these are seasonal. Can we do some melon, watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydew, oranges? Can we try some dried food, fruit? Can we do dates or figs? You know how much I like figlets. That's a good option. Right, Mixing it up so it's not the same thing. In fact, another one of my favorite lunch ideas is like an adult bento box. Right, So think about what would I pack for a toddler, right? Think back to, if you have kids, think back to when you fed your toddler. You used to give that your toddler for meals lots of different options. You'd give them a little bit of strawberry and a little bit of cheese and a little bit of crackers and a little bit of puffs and a little bit of, of I don't know, maybe it was, I'm trying to think, bell peppers. I used to give that to my kids. Um, you would give them like a little variety of everything because you wanted them to, you weren't sure what they were going to pick. Like think about it from an adult standpoint. That's why we like charcuterie boards so much because there's just little options of so many different things that we get a lot of variety. So maybe you're putting in apples with some almond butter and raisins and a little bit of, of pistachios and some crackers and lunch meat roll-ups and tomatoes, grape tomatoes with some mandarin oranges. Like that's a fun lunch, right? And it doesn't take too much time to put together, but you have so much variety that when you open up your lunch, it's exciting. I get a little taste of all these different foods instead of just a sad turkey sandwich day in and day out right soups can be filling because of the volume with the liquid so that can be a great option but again we need to make sure our soup has some fiber some protein we're having some healthy fats along with it and produce so if all you're doing is eating a little bit of chicken noodle soup we don't really have all those components 
doesn't mean we can't have chicken noodle soup. It just means we're going to have to add more foods to the meal to make it into a complete balanced lunch. All right, so maybe you can add a multi-grain roll with your soup. Um, maybe you can eat a hard-boiled egg next to the soup if there's not a lot of chicken in your soup. Or maybe you can add some quinoa to your soup or even some edamame so that you can have some more protein and fiber. Right? Maybe you have some nuts on the side or a little bit of peanut butter and an apple to go with it and you throw in some extra veggies like mixed, a bag of mixed veggies into your soup, your chicken noodle soup. Why not? Why can't you? Right? So there's just a little couple things that we can do to add more to give it more, more oomph, <laughs> for lack of better words. All right. So I want you to think about packing a lunch like you would pack for a toddler. That variety is going to feel more exciting uh, than just having a plain one item lunch. Uh, same thing with uh, salads. Oh, goodness, the one day I saw somebody get, showed me a picture of her lunch and it was just romaine lettuce. And that was her lunch. And I was like, please tell me that is not your lunch. Please. That is not lunch. That is a bag of sad romaine. Right? Like that is not lunch. That's produce, but we're missing out on fiber, protein, and good healthy fat. So that cannot be lunch. You can try to make it lunch, but I guarantee you by the afternoon, you're going to be chomping on something. And if you're tired and if you're cranky, chances are you're not going to be picking a healthy something. You're going to be picking whatever's convenient and what is easy to grab. Okay. So just a couple more tips when it comes to packing your lunch. I'm a big fan of packing lunch the night before right? Because the morning is just too rushed. I tend not to think of all the components as I'm trying to get everything in the, the lunch bag. So I'm a big fan of everybody packing their lunch the night before. I'm also a big fan of kids packing their own lunches. So the rule in our house was once you hit first grade, you are now packing your lunch. I would do it in kindergarten. And let's be honest, they weren't even eating lunch at school in kindergarten, our school had a half day, so they were coming home to eat. But kids need to practice this and they can do it. I promise you, they will rise to the challenge if you give it to them. They are very capable of putting peanut butter and jelly on bread, right? They're very capable of putting a couple handfuls of crackers into a Ziploc bag or a Tupperware container. They can do all of those things. Now, I'm not saying you can't help them at all. Obviously, if some of the produce needs cut or chopped or, or peeled or something like that, you can help them when they're younger. But this is a life skill. I see way too many adults in my office that don't know how to pull a lunch together that we need to start teaching our kids this at an earlier age and they are capable of doing it. And when you're doing it along with them because you're getting your lunch prepared, it actually ends up just being a nice bonding family experience, right? We do it right after we uh, clean everything up for dinner. So if I'm not eating leftovers, then I'll be getting my lunch together right along with the kids. 
and we can have conversations about what it means to have a healthy lunch. And we can have conversations about varieties of food so that we don't get bored. All right. The last thing, uh, tip for my older teens and for, um, for adults is you want to pack your car keys in your lunch bag. Because guess what? You can't forget your lunch if your keys are in the lunch bag. So uh, if you've got older teens, juniors, and seniors that are driving, you can just have them tuck their keys right in their lunch bag. And I promise you, they will not forget it and you won't be driving it, the lunch to school because they're going to call you and say, Mom, Dad, I forgot my lunch. Can you please bring it to me or put money in my account so I can buy? Nope. You put your keys in the lunch bag. That will never happen. So that is my tip for you. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic school year, right? Lunch should not be the thing that stresses you out or causes problems. It should be an opportunity for nutrition. It should be an opportunity for a break and for fun and to look forward to it. Um, I'm excited for the school year. And so um, I hope you guys are too. All right, here is your recipe for the week. And it's, I don't have amounts. So this is, you put in what feels good to you. But the recipe is for a turkey, avocado, and black bean wrap. All right, so you're going to need a wheat tortilla, um, hummus of your choice. So if you want like just the original hummus, if you want roasted red pepper hummus, garlic hummus, pine nut hummus, you pick whatever hummus you like. All right. And then you're going to need some mixed greens, uh, some leftover cooked turkey breast. Uh, I guess alternatively, you could also use chicken, a uh, can of black beans rinsed and drained, and some sliced avocado. And you're just going to put your hummus on the tortilla and then add in your greens, your turkey, your beans, and your avocado. So let's review. Do we have fiber? Yes, we have fiber in our wheat tortilla, in a little bit in the hummus, and in our black beans and avocado. So check, 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 check. Do we have protein? Yes, we have protein in our turkey breast and our black beans. Check, check. Do we have some good healthy fats? Absolutely. We have it in our hummus because uh, it's probably made with olive oil, and we have it in our avocado. So check, check. And do we have produce? This is the one where we're lacking, but yes, we do. We have the mixed greens that we're going to throw on that wrap, but we don't have a fruit. So you can fill in the blank what fruit you would like to add to this meal. Do you want some mixed berries? Do you want some citrus? Do you want some apple slices? Do you want some cantaloupe? The sky is the limit, uh, but that's the only thing missing. So with this wrap, I would just add a piece of fruit and you have a nice, filling, exciting option. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Bodymetrics Health. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website 
and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.